Hello and welcome to the Real Life Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, William Carr. Today's conversation will be centered around labels, L-A-B-E-L-S, and labeling. The question I am posing is how social signals and mental shortcuts unexpectedly color our judgment. Why are we so quick to labor others? We use imperfect mental shortcuts and sometimes unfair labels to determine quality attributes, trustworthiness, talents, and who can qualify for a place in a group or society. Researching continues to discover how we can recognize and correct such insensible forms of preconception. Also, we oversimplify based on one pronounced member. We may be prone to focus on the first one we encounter and prejudge the other. We have moved from recognizing true values of things and people. We label almost anything without realizing we are diminishing its true value. Again, we fail to see the true value when we label with the intent of abridging from biased opinions rather than truth. In my younger years, I appreciated labels, particularly in advertising merchandise and promotion. Because of the colors, the graphics, and the meaning of the wording and the message being delivered. I enjoyed watching commercials and advertisements that promoted products in a genuine manner, at least to some extent. Labels promoted products so well, labeling became a way to send messages that characterized more than, quote, using adjectives for descriptive purposes, but using labeling as nouns to identify cultural groups and individuals. It is my belief that this is where we twisted the original intent for labeling. According to me, 1934, and Becker, 1963, I quote, the behavior of individuals may be determined or influenced by the terms used to describe or classify them. It is associated with the concept of self-fulfilling prophecy and stereotyping. Labeling theories hold that deviance is not inherited in an act, but instead focuses on the tendencies of majorities to negatively label minorities or those seen as deviant from standard culture. Sigma is defined as a powerfully negative label that changes a person's self-concept and social identity. Identity is the qualities, beliefs, personality, traits, appearance, and or expressions that characterize a person or a group. A stereotype is a generalized belief about a particular category of people. Stereotypes are often overgeneralized, inaccurate, and resistant to new information. A stereotype does not necessarily need to be a negative assumption. They may be positive, neutral, or negative. End of quote. Theory of how the self-identity and behavior of individuals may be determined or influenced by the terms used to describe or classify them. 
I do admit there are some good reason for labeling. These reasons are mostly found in advertising and product promotions. If we are not careful, advertising and product promotions will have the same effect of stigmatizing and stereotyping. In the area of merchandising, there are different types of product labels. They are used to reflect or emphasize a message. They are brand labels, informative labels, descriptive labels, and grade labels. Labeling theory is how identity and behavior are influenced by the relationships labels you use to define or characterize yourself and others. Using labels are ways to express someone or something in a word or short dialect. Labeling theory and sociology ascribes labeling of people to behavior. The harm of labels can form expectations for others, resulting in stereotype. Skinner and Perry, 2020 states, and I quote, Prior work has established that nonverbal signals that capitalize on existing cultural biases can shift attitudes toward members of familiar social groups, racial minority group members. This research is the first to examine whether nonverbal sickness can influence adults' attitudes toward unfamiliar individuals outside the context of existing cultural biases. In a series of studies, we examined whether seeing one individual receive more cold, unfriendly nonverbal signals than another individual would lead to biases in favor of the target of more positive nonverbal signals. Consistent with our pre-registered hypotheses, exposure to nonverbal bias in favor of one individual over another led the participants to develop nonverbal signal consistent explicit biases. Moreover, a combined analysis of the data from all samples indicated that participants also formed nonverbal signals consistent implicit biases. Taken together, these findings suggest that nonverbal signals have the potential to create and spread attitude toward others. Thomas Cezas, 1961, The Myth of Mental Illness, records, and I quote, In the field of mental health, labeling is a common practice and there should not be an excuse path for using labels to describe mental conditions. The social construction of deviant behavior plays an important role in the labeling process that occurs in society. This process involves not only the labeling of criminally deviant behavior, which is behavior that does not fit social constructed norms, but also labeling that which reflects stereotyped or stigmatized behavior of the mentally ill." Unquote. Also he asks, who defines whom as troublesome or mentally sick? The one who first seizes the word imposes reality on the other, the one who defines thus dominates and lives, and the one who is defined is subjugated and may be killed. Thomas J. Schiff, 1984, states, and I quote, 
challenge common perceptions of mental illness by claiming that mental illness is manifested solely as a result of societal influence. He argued that society views certain actions as deviant and in order to come to terms with and understand these actions, often place the label of mental illness on those who exhibit them. Certain expectations are then placed on these individuals and over time they unconsciously change their behavior to fulfill them. Piggott Thoughts 1999 discusses the process of labeling someone with a mental ill in her article Sociological Approaches to Mental Illness. Working off Thomas Schiff 1966 theory, Thoughts claims, quote, that people who are labeled as mentally ill are stereotypically portrayed as unpredictable, dangerous, unable to care for themselves. She also claims that people who are labeled as deviant and treated as deviant become deviant. This statement can be broken down into two processes, one that involves the effects of self-labeling and the other differential treatment from society based on the individual's label. Therefore, if society sees mentally ill individuals as unpredictable, dangerous, and reliant on others, then a person who may not actually be mentally ill but has been labeled as such could become mentally ill. The label of mentally ill may help a person seek help, for example, psychotherapy or medication. Labels, while they can be stigmatizing, can also lead those who bear them down the road to proper treatment and hopefully recovery. Proponents of hard labeling as opposed to soft labeling believe that mental illness does not exist but is merely deviance from the norms of the societal order causing people to believe in mental illness. They view them as socially constructed illnesses and psychotic disorders. An increase in labeling that has positive effects should be used in every instant and opportunity that is possible. The more positive influences, the better. Also, communicating messages that are positive and encouraging will generate positive outcomes and reflections. Here are some skills we can use to counter labeling others. 1. Secure our fears, biases, and prejudices. 2. Ask why we use specific labels that limit others. 3. When in doubt, learn to ask valid questions that do not stigmatize. 4. Use descriptions of behaviors better clarity instead of using labels. If we are not comfortable with the behavior, what changes can we make within ourselves to have a better understanding of what we want to see in relationships with others? Six, most importantly, learn to love unconditionally. Seven, in the book of Genesis chapter one, verses 26 through 28, it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, 
and over every creeping thing that creep upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. You can look in any direction, on any continent, at any time, and what you will see is a product or a byproduct of what was created by God. Also, as I close this conversation, I will leave you with this thought. If you cannot say or think about something nice about someone, do not say or think anything at all. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you like the podcast, please share it with family and friends. If you'd like to be notified about new episodes, go to my website, https colon slash slash wc2277.podbean.com and click on follow. This podcast is a product of the Real Life Ministries Incorporated, a nonprofit organization. If you have comments or observations about the podcast, you can send them to one Real Life Ministries, all one word, at gmail.com. Until the next time, consider the information that was given today and see if there are any practical applications for your life. And remember to Always keep it real.